Dish TV is better than cable TV. Why? Because you can save 45% on packages compared to your high-priced cable bill. Wow. Take those giant scissors out and cut the cable and save with Dish TV. Plus, you get a free DVR upgrade to record your favorite shows and free installation. And with Dish Anywhere, you can watch TV for free on your mobile device. Act fast. You can save hundreds of dollars. Does your cable company do that for you? Get all the best TV programming at your fingertips at a fraction of the price of cable TV. So say adios, arrivederci, goodbye to the high cable bill, and save up to 45% on Dish TV packages today. These are limited time offers and can change at any time. Call fast. 800-405-2561. 800-405-2561. 800-405-2561. That's 800-405-2561. Ladies and gentlemen, live from the West Coast, it's time for Ring Talk Live Worldwide. Fascinating. For over 30 years and still your inside look into boxing and mixed martial arts. What the hell's going on out here? Heard live around the world and brought to you by the World Boxing Organization. Yeah. And now, live from the Ring Talk Studios in San Francisco, here's the host of the longest running fight show in history. Down goes Frazier! Down goes Frazier! And Foreman is as poised as can be! Pedro Fernandez. Damas y caballeros, bienvenidos, ladies and gentlemen. Emanating from the multi-million dollar sports byline studios in San Francisco, California. Check it, sports fans. This is Ring Talk Live Worldwide. 35, make it 36 plus years now. Often imitated but never duplicated here. I sit high atop my throne. Welcome to Ring Talk Live Worldwide. My name is Pedro Fernandez. For the next two hours, I hope to uh, enlighten you on the world of combat sports. Boxing, of course, Triple G in action Saturday night on the zone. Not looking all that stellar. Looking more like 37, 38, 49 years old. Bottom line is, he's an old man. Forget about the hair, hair dye. He's old, old, old. And guess what? He's getting older every day. Bottom line is, that was a bit of a stinker in the minds of some people as far as the final decision was concerned. But Triple G was a winner. We'll hear from Triple G. We'll hear from Larry Merchant. The retired HBO godfather will be in the house. In hour number two, I will delve into the world of MC Hammer. MC Hammer and his world of boxing. He went into the world of boxing for the guy that was the Oakland A's bat boy from 1973 to 1980. He worked for Charlie Finley. That's how he got a lot of his promotional ideas. But the bottom line is, we'll go into MC Hammer and his boxing background in hour number two. Straight up, you are tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide. You're inside looking at the world of boxing and MMA. We have open phone lines. You can join us if you'd like. Your call. 1-800-878-7529. That's 1-800-878-7529. Or you can hit us up on the guilt-free, no-commitment text line. The number, 1-415-275-1613. That's 415-275-1613. You're tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide. Little tower of power to the break. I I was me. Fall 
is here. And with the leaves changing, it may feel like you're running out of time to get any lingering home projects done before the holidays. Well, luckily, Home Advisor can give you a hand so you can spend more time watching football and less time doing home projects. From minor repairs to major remodels, Home Advisor will connect you with top-rated pros in your area. The pros have been reviewed by your neighbors so you can see what others thought of their work. And if you're not sure how much your project should cost, get multiple quotes from pros and use Home Advisor's Project Cost Guide to see what others paid for similar projects. And to top all of it off, you can book appointments online. No more phone tag. So whether it's remodeling the den for football season or fixing up the house before the holidays, Home Advisor makes it beyond easy to get your home projects done. To find the right pro at a fair price, just ask Home Advisor. Go to HomeAdvisor.com or download the free award-winning Home Advisor app today. It has been said that everyone has a book in them. But do you have the time or the ability to write your book? Maybe you picked up some skills or had a life experience that you want to pass on in the form of a book to help others. Maybe you want to leave an autobiography for your family. Or maybe you've built a successful business and you want to share your story. At Dorrance Publishing Company, we have professional writers who can help turn your book idea into a finished manuscript quickly and affordably. A Dorrance ghostwriter can provide as much or as little help as you need to complete your book. You'll work directly with your ghostwriter to finish your book faster than you ever could on your own. It's easy to become a published author. Call Dorrance now to learn more. 800-485-6003. Call right now. That number is 800-485-6003. Do you have a problem hearing the television? Do you need to crank up the volume so loud your family is screaming at you? Then put on your TV ears. TV Ears has helped millions of people just like you hear TV loud and clear without cranking up the volume. For about 60 bucks for the 30-day free trial, you can get your own set of TV Ears. When you wear TV Ears, you can mute the TV volume for private listening or let others watch TV with you. Order in the next 10 minutes and take us up on our 30-day home trial and very special price. TV Ears is a brand hearing professionals have trusted for more than 20 years. And through this special radio offer, you can get your very own for just $60. Just mention promo code RADIO. So put on your TV Ears and make everyone happy. 800-984-4207. 800-984-4207. That's 800-984-4207. Now more of Ring Talk. With Pedro Fernandez. I'm great. Thank you, Pedro. I'm great. I feel great. That was uh, a couple of fights ago. I don't know if he's saying that this morning. Gennady Golovkin unable to attend the post-fight press conference last night, nor was his opponent as they were both rushed off to a local hospital in the Big Apple. Straight up, Golovkin was a winner on these scorecards, 115-112 twice, and 114-113 on another card. Of course, he knocked down in the first round, made it 10-8 for a Golovkin in that first round. But after that, it was back and forth. And, 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 you know, let's be honest, at the end of 12 rounds, when you've got a Russian crowd, I don't care if one guy's from Kazakhstan and the other guy's from Russia, but you've got a pro Golovkin crowd booing at the end. I guess the decision wasn't all that good in their minds. But the bottom line is Golovkin now, 37 years old, still only one loss, one draw, both to Canelo Alvarez. Of course, I guess he has Canelo in his future. If I'm looking into the 
the uh, the mirror. I'm thinking, you know, maybe the maybe thinking Golovkin and and uh, and Canelo in May, and that'll end things for Golovkin. Golovkin looked older last night than he looked older than you can imagine. I'm telling you. Bottom line is, here's Golovkin post fight. Gennady, congratulations. You are a middleweight champion once again, but this was as close a fight as you can get. When that final bell rang, did you think you had won? Guys, come on. I want to say thank you so much, my opponent. This is great job, you know, just I respect his team. I told you, he's a very tough guy. This is huge experience for me. You know, right now, I understand I need more. What did you need more of? You know, absolutely, there's focus in boxing. You know, just after first round, I feel, you know, just easy fight for me. No, this is a tough fight. And look, you are one of the best conditioned fighters in boxing usually. Third or fourth round, you looked a little more winded than we're used to seeing. How did you feel physically coming into this fight? No, physically so good, you know, just, you know, right, right now it's, I think it's bad day for me. It's good day for Sergey, you know, for his team, you know, just, guys, this is a huge experience for me. Right now I'm ready. Right now I, I know what I need, exactly. After you pick up that knockdown, did you lose any focus? Did it change you at all? That's right. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm lost a little bit focus. Just I don't know. After that first round, I think this is easy fight for me. You know, and Sergey ready, respect. You know, he he came right at you in this fight. Tried to force the action in this fight. Did you expect that type of fight from him? Yeah, I think so. Just he showed me a so big heart. You know, just I'm ready. This was one of those fights that was so close. I know you have big goals in the division, but does this fight deserve a rematch? Absolutely. If you big fight for the zone for people, of course I'm ready. Just, you know, guys, I'm a boxer. Just I'm ready for anything. You talked to Sergey for about a minute or so right after the decision was announced. What did you say to him? I'll tell him, hey, Sergey, you know, this is best fight for me. You know, just this is a huge experience. It's, it's maximum this is draw, you know, just respect his team. You had hoped after being here in June that you'd be back here fighting Canelo Alvarez and not Sergey Derevchenko. Did that affect your focus at all during the camp for this fight? 100%. This is right now this is my experience. I need a, like, a little bit more. I need to still strong in my camp, you know, just more serious. You had said when I talked to you after you beat Steve Rolls, I said, who do you want next? You said, everybody knows who I want next. Is it still the same? Do you still want Canelo in your next fight? Absolutely. Just I'm open for anybody. Like, look, just so many great champions right now here. Just Sergey, you know, a lot of boys, you know, just come on. We got a little bit of commotion here in the ring, but that's okay. Did you learn anything about yourself in a fight like this? At 37 years old, do you have to do anything differently to fight at the top level? I need to work hard, you know, just I need a little bit more focus. What has to happen for you to get Canelo Alvarez in the ring? Everything is ready. Just call to Canelo, just if he said yes, let's do it. Congratulations, Gennady. You are world champion once again. Thank you so much. Thank you, guys. You know, thank you, fellas. Thank you, guys. Don't believe the hype. He's not a world champion again. They put a belt around his waist. The world middleweight champion is Canelo Alvarez out of Mexico. We all know that. Bottom line is, Golovkin picks up a trinket last night. 
but man, did he get booed. That was that crowd was rough on him. And he's from Kazakhstan, which was formerly of the Soviet Union. There was a big Russian uh, crowd there last night, and they didn't like the results. Straight up, let's take it from San Francisco to the City of Angels and bring in the Godfather, retired HBO Godfather, Larry Merchant. Larry, your overall impression of Mr. Golovkin last night? Well, I thought uh, he he gave a great perform performance in a for a 37 year old uh, prize fighter against uh, a younger opponent um, who was tough and strong and knew how to fight um, and in my opinion won the fight wow. but uh, Golovkin gave gave a good performance and uh, just as a sidelight Pedro just think of these fights we've had recently um, with with uh, Pacquiao and Thurman and and Spence, um, Spence and Porter and Ruiz and Joshua, right? Hey, real fights. Real the, fights. The, we didn't know the winner before it started. Um, how is that? You know, so price fighting is doing well without HBO. Uh, the Zone is putting on some excellent fights. Um, some of the fights are on Fox mm-hmm. uh, and on ESPN. And the old game is uh, doing pretty well right now. All in all, 13, 14 fights to go in there and press Golovkin like he did. <clears throat> Showed a lot of fortitude and a lot of um, a lot of will on, on uh, Sergi's part. But at the end of the day... Golovkin said he would rematch him, but you know I think that was one of those things you say in the, in the post fight interview and you don't do afterwards. Do you do you feel me on that? Um, I, I think he means it, but I don't think that um, you know he calls the shots necessarily. Okay, the network helps to call the shots. Mm-hmm. Does the network want to see that fight again? I imagine so. Does his promoter, um, who who? Tom uh, Tom Loeffler. Tom Loeffler. Yeah, he looked like uh, <laughs> he had seen some ghosts after that fight because uh, that was as bad a beating as Golovkin took, um, as well as he gave, by the way. Um, so I don't know. I think would I want to see that fight again? I have to say yes. Um I don't know if they want to see Golovkin in that kind of fight again. Um, and, of course, we have that uh, Canelo-Kovalev fight yeah. in a month, and who knows what's going to happen there. Uh, it can't be an easy fight for Canelo, and it may be too much of a mountain to climb. So, um all this speculation, all this dispute uh, hovers around some really good, well-matched prize fights. No, no doubt about that. Now, if Ruiz, if Ruiz wins on December 7th and Canelo beats Kovalev, we'll have two Mexicans vying for that, that single de mile date on, on pay-per-view or on closed circuit or on the zone, whatever it is, next year. Mexican boxing is alive and well, man. I mean, they are fueling the sport. And there are a number of Mexicans in a new generation of Mexican fighters who are climbing up in the rankings who we will see in the next year or two. Emmanuel Navarrete. 
I'm sorry? Emmanuel Navarrete, the WBO 122-pound champion, 27-1, 28-1 yep. out of Looks uh, like Mexico. a really good fighter. Yeah. Um, as does Munguia. Yeah. How good is he? Well, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. We'll, we'll see where he goes weight wise. And he wasn't all that great in his last fight, but in his two fights back. But the last fight, of course, he redeemed himself. Straight up, Mexican boxing is happening. Are, are, you know, I, I talked to somebody about the culture of Mexican boxing, and, and it's just it's it's pride. It's it's more pride than anything else because they fight for nickels down there sometimes. Uh, you are correct, sir. And uh, um. I think that an example of that, a very vivid example of that, is Canelo. Uh, there were a lot of suspicions about Canelo early on because he was a star before, uh, as a personality and and uh, as an athlete before he was a champion, and there were a lot of doubters and naysayers, which is perfectly reasonable. But then he proved that uh, he he that the masses who had picked him out of the crowd of fighters to be their next uh, superstar were right. The Godfather, Larry Merchant. Next up, we're talking Liston, the dive. Was it a dive? Larry was there. We'll talk with Larry Moore on Ring Talk Live Worldwide. Got to have a mother for me. Attention business owners, now is the perfect time to start saving money on your cable TV bill for your business. We can give you packages with up to 90 great channels and save your business a ton of cash. And if you call right now, you can learn how to get free equipment and free installation. Now you have choices. It's time to start saving money on your cable TV bill for your business. And call today and get 90 channels plus free equipment and free installation. Smart business owners like you all across the country are consolidating and saving money on their cable TV, internet, and phone service for the business. So now's the perfect time. This may be a limited time offer to the first 100 people that call right now. So please save money and call now. 800-470-7113-800-470-7113-800-470-7113-800-470-7113-800-470-7113-800-470-7113-800-470-7113-800-470-7113-800-470-7113-800-470-7113-800-470-7113-800-470-7113-800-470-7113-800-470-7113-800-
Money Now 100 is not a lender, broker, or agent of any lender or financial advisor. We do not make loans or credit decisions. You must be 18 years or older and a U.S. resident to qualify. This is not an offer or solicitation to lend. I went to MoneyNow100.com and got the $5,000 I needed deposited in my account the next business day. If you need money for any reason, help is here. Go to MoneyNow100.com and get the money you need. Need to pay off credit card debt? Go to MoneyNow100.com. Need your car? repaired need home improvement money visit moneynow100.com if you need fast cash for any reason go to moneynow100.com good bad or no credit at all go to moneynow100.com you could get up to five thousand dollars as soon as the next business day go to moneynow100.com on your phone tablet or computer type in the address bar moneynow100.com that's moneynow100.com no, I will not go 10,000 miles from here to help murder and kill another poor people simply to continue the domination of white slave masters over the darker people of the earth. Now, more of Ring Talk with Pedro Fernandez. He is Mexican. He's proud to be Mexican. Yeah. The Master Bob Arum talking about Emmanuel Navarrete, the WBO 122-pound champion, looking pretty sharp, pound for pound, maybe in the top 10, and he is a new generation of Mexican fighters, no doubt about that. Now we shift gears. We go back to 1964. Wow, shocking fight in that Sonny Liston was knocked out in the first round in Lewiston, Maine, a fight that had a lot of difficulties in getting a sight. Why, was, why did the fight end up in Lewiston, Maine, Godfather? Can you tell us? It had been scheduled to be in Boston around six weeks earlier, um, but uh, it was postponed because Ali um, had a groin injury, um, and th- that was the spot they found. Um, also, I guess they thought that, well, if it's in uh, a remote place in, in in New England, uh, they'll sell more pay-per-views um, all over the all over the, the East Coast as well as the rest of the world. Uh, I don't know how it turned out uh, financially, but it turned out to be uh, one of those uh, events that marked its time. In those days, of course, pay-per-view was closed-circuit television. And Bob Arum, in 62, he saw the receipts. He was working for the U.S. Justice Department. He saw the receipts from the Liston-Floyd uh, Patterson fight, I think the rematch, the closed-circuit receipts. And he said to himself, I've got to get into the world of boxing. And, of course, after Kennedy was assassinated, he, he, was no, he no longer felt welcome in the administration. So he went off and did his thing as far as being a promoter. So he went on to become the longest reigning and probably the greatest promoter of all time. As far as longevity is concerned, I mean, Don King's had all kinds of explosive moments, but Bob Arum is still kicking. Uh, yeah, he's had an amazing career, a half century yeah. or, or so. Uh, many promoters have come and gone since him, including uh, Don King, who was uh, a powerful force um, for... I don't know, 20, 25 years. Yeah. Um, but 
but going back to Lewiston, um, yeah. it was an extraordinary event. Um, people had been waiting for the rematch of the first fight when uh, everyone seems to forget now, um, Ali made Liston quit. I believe it was after the sixth round. Uh, Liston had never faced anybody so big and quick and brave. Um, Ali never got as much credit for being as brave and tough as he was because of his personality and his style as a fighter. Uh, but suddenly Liston met his match. He was considered indestructible and so forth. And then when the rematch came along and everybody had been waiting and waiting and waiting, and then they had to wait some more because of the postponement, yeah. I think that all built up into um, the story that unfolded uh, on that night when uh, Ali stopped Liston in the first round. Okay, and now some people think that was a dive. I mean, I've heard guys go back and forth on that. I saw the punch land, you, but more importantly, you were there. You, what do you think? Well, I happened to be on the side of the ring, and uh, if you want to uh, um, certify that, uh, in the famous photo of Ali standing over Liston, you can see me between uh, Ali's legs. <laughs> I want to laugh at that, but go on. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, uh, we all saw the punch. It did not look as powerful a punch as it turned out to be. Uh, and the most people in the crowd didn't, uh, and I think it was around 6,000 maybe, in a gym someplace, um, didn't see the punch. Uh, or it didn't, it, when it landed, it just looked like a punch. Uh, but I saw it, and many years later, uh, I saw the frame-by-frame -frame footage of it, and Liston had leaned in. He had come out for the fight believing that he had to get to Ali quickly because based on the first fight, he wasn't going to get him uh, slowly. And um, he walked into a punch, a punch he didn't see, and the frame-by-frame frame shows the punch landing right on the chin. And most importantly, because this happens when a fighter doesn't see the punch coming, as you well know, um, it carried more power because Liston never saw it coming. And in the frame by frame, you could see his neck jerking back. Uh, that is the sign of the nervous system <laughs> shutting down. Godfather, what I was trying to tell you is that, of course, Muhammad Ali was a very tough guy, no doubt about that. But the shots he took from Joe Frazier were incredible. The body shots he took from Frazier, the chin shots he took from, from uh, Ernie Shavers and the like, of course, the George Foreman fight. But, man, the beatings, he, he, he took a lot of punishment. And I think people only remember his hand being raised at the end. Well, you know, look, he was a controversial, provocative figure um, at a time when, of great social change, um, and he was identified with the change. And, of course, he was perceived as a showman and a loudmouth and um, a guy who was a, a more of a boxer than a banger and so forth and so on. He was one of those new age, big, fast athletes, and uh, no one knew what to make of him. And plus his 
his mouthings off, his opinions about what was going on in the world, uh, Vietnam and so forth, turned a lot of people against him. He was a polarizing figure as well as a polaxing figure. <laughs> and uh, um, so everyone was looking, or not everyone, but a lot of people, a lot of viewers were rooting against him and looking for the flaws in him. And like any person or athlete, he had some flaws. And um, in that case, uh, because everybody was anticipating the rematch for so long, they were disappointed that it ended so quickly. Understandably, I get that. Uh, but in fact, there was a punch right on the chin, and um, and Liston um, just uh, he got up and and started to fight again uh, after some controversy. Mm -hmm. But then the fight was stopped and and um, the decision rendered. Joe Walcott, of course, the former heavyweight champion, was the was the referee of the night. You know. Uh, Eddie Merchant, Eddie Merchant went 12 rounds with Sonny Liston, and then he he did some in-the-ring work with a young Cassius Clay. I think they were working together out here for the for the Golden Gloves, the 1960 Golden Gloves, something like that. And he told me that as an amateur, and he he had a few drinks, but he said as an amateur, Clay lit him up. This is Eddie yeah. Machen. Eddie Machen was ranked number one in the world at that time. Machen was a good boxer. Uh, as you say, he did. He, he he was one of the few fighters to uh, to 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 uh, live and tell the story of his fights with Liston. Yeah. And uh, uh, um, and then Ingemar Johansson knocked Machen out. That that um, that, that did it. That ended his run. Uh -huh. But. Uh, um, that was a uh, a, a storytelling period of American boxing because Ali was establishing himself, uh, and both as a personality and as a showman. And uh, even though those two things often uh, um, uh, blotted out his ability as a fighter, uh, over time. Uh, with his courage and bravery, uh, he won over um, virtually all of the skeptics. No doubt about that. And I remember Eddie telling me at the, at, that he could not. He said he said that he couldn't touch. He couldn't touch an eighteen, nineteen year old Cassius Clay. Could not touch him. I mean, he, he was, they weren't in the same league. And here's an accomplished professional, ranked number one in the world. Godfather, you have a very good. Sunday, you say hello to the godmom. I, I found a picture of her on the internet. She was a suicide blonde. What I mean was her hair was dyed by her own hands. Well, I've showed her the picture you sent me, and uh, she wonders where it came from, and uh, she's now deep into the bowels of uh, Google. Tell her chips. It came from, that was her and Erica Strada on chips. Godfather, you and the godmom have a good week, and I love you. Same here, Pedro. The great Larry Merchant, folks, the Hall of Famer on Ring Talk Live Worldwide. We're switching gears, talking UFC 243 after the break. You are tuned to Ring Talk Live on Sports Byline, iHeartRadio, Sirius XM, Satellite Radio, Channel 211, the Dan Patrick Channel, and like a thousand other internet platforms. Bottom line is, this is Ring Talk.
Want to fly somewhere? Looking for cheap flights or cheap tickets? Then call. That's right. Call the low-cost airline travel hotline now for prices so low, we can't publish them anywhere. Low-cost airlines has all kinds of cheap travel deals. Fly domestically and save up to 75%. You can even fly internationally and save even more. Yes, fly anywhere in the world and save a lot of money on your plane tickets. We'll even save you money with cheap travel deals on hotels, rental cars, even complete travel packages. So don't book your tickets until you call us first for the absolute cheapest price. Prices on U.S. and international airline tickets and hotels. Call right now for prices so low they can't be published. Travel experts are here 24-7 to help. 800-754-4531. 800-754-4531. That's 800-754-4531. You've heard me talking about four hymns and how they are helping guys look their best. If you haven't, it's time to see what they're all about. 66% of men start to lose their hair by the age of 35. And once you've noticed thinning hair, it can be too late. Solution, 4hymns.com, a one-stop shop for hair loss, skin care, sexual wellness, and more for men. Thanks to science, baldness can be optional. Hymns is helping guys be the best version of themselves with licensed physicians at FDA-approved products to help treat hair loss. Order now. Listeners to this program can get started with the 4HIMS Complete Hair Kit for just $5 while supplies last. See website for full details and safety information. This could cost hundreds if you went to the doctor or a pharmacy somewhere else. Go to 4HIMS.com slash wrestling. That's F-O-R-H-I-M-S dot com slash wrestling. 4HIMS.com slash wrestling. Imagine this is your money and someone wants to take it from you. Who is it? The IRS. They want your money. And guess what? They can legally take it. All of it if they want. Remember, they sent you that letter that said, hey, you owe us a bunch of cash and we're going to take it from you. So what do you do? Fight back by letting our team of experts at the tax helpline work it out with the IRS so you can keep your money. And we're good at what we do. When you hire us, you get a team of guys on your side that know the IRS laws and will fight to save your money. So if you owe the IRS a ton of cash and you want to keep it, call right now and learn for free how we can help you put it back in your pocket. 800-932-1749. That's 800-932-1749. Now more of Ring Talk with Pedro Fernandez. Let's just play a little bit. Miss Ronnie Spector, nobody like her, baby. She is like the godmother of rock and roll, no doubt about that, man. She just, she's, she's still going, 76 years old, of course, a rock and roll Hall of Famer, the leader of the Ronettes, formerly married to Phil Spector and that freak, all that kind of crazy stuff. Bottom line is, she's my, one of my idols. You are tuned to, I love playing her music. You are tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide <clears throat> on Sports Byline, iHeartRadio, of course, Sirius XM, Satellite Radio, the Dan Patrick Channel. Hello, everybody out there listening on Sirius XM Channel 211. Straight up, <clears throat> UFC rock and roll last night. Of course, they went to Melbourne, Australia. Drew a record crowd, 56,000 people. Former record was 51,000 people. Of course, that's when 
Wow. Remember that? Ronda Rousey went down there and got licked like a stamp by Holly Holm. I mean, when it got beat up, boom, 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 and was all over. Of course, the icon was exposed as a one-dimensional fighter. I'm talking about Ronda Rousey, double R, of course, then making her, world, her foray into the world of professional wrestling, or not even professional wrestling, the world of sports entertainment, because she was signing with the WWE. But the bottom line is, last night, Israel Adesanya. The interim champion, 185 pounds, well, he took care of business. I mean, he took care of business. He lit the defending champion up like a White House Christmas tree. And, you know, and not that Robert Whitaker is a slouch or anything like that, but I never thought he was really the upper echelon of the 185-pound division. And I wish to God that people like George St. Pierre would come back and fight at at 185. I think George St. Pierre's got a couple of fights left, and that would be a great fight. Israel Adesanya, of course, and... And Robert Whitaker, mm, not the greatest fight in the world. It ended in the second round, 333. And bottom line is, I miss GHB. Let's listen to the post-fight interview. Ladies and gentlemen, referee Mark Goddard has called a stop to this contest at 3 minutes, 33 seconds of round number two. Declaring the winner by knockout. And now, the undisputed UFC middleweight champion of the world, the last style bender, Israel Adesanya. Nothing broken about this broken native tonight. All you wanted was a chance to prove you were the best middleweight in the world, and in less than two years on this UFC roster, you have done just that. And once again, with style points, they're all chasing the last style better now. Congratulations on just an epic result and performance tonight. Hey, John. Wait, first of all, Melbourne, Wagwa Mayut. Bro, what up, Koba? <laughs> Man, I'm real petty, you know that, John. I remember everything like an elephant. And like I said, I was in a nosebleed, and now I made his nosebleed. You told us on Friday you were prepared for everything. If he was going to shoot early, you... My nose bleeding, hold up. Now we're good. Clean as a whistle. You told us on Friday you were going to expect anything, and maybe if he was going to shoot early, you'd be ready for that. How did this fight play out relative to the way you thought it would? He threw everything we expected. Like I said in the New York fight, we had everything from plan his plan A, plan B, plan C. In this fight, we had it all the way up to Z. Man, it's, it's honestly unreal. I've said that for so long. They said I don't have no knockout power. <laughs> you too skinny, bro. Any thoughts on, on what just transpired? Yeah, um, no, hats off to Adesanya, a great striker. I, was, I thought I was doing pretty well until you get caught. But um, hell, you know, I'm only 28. I'll see him in a fight or two, yeah? Thanks for everybody that came out today. Thanks to my family, thanks to my coaches. Everybody did great getting me here. Honestly, this is the best I've ever felt. Didn't get the W today, but I'm not going anywhere. All class, we appreciate you, sir. There he is, folks. Robert Whitaker. Robert Whitaker showing some class there at the end, no doubt about that. A loser in the second round, 333 in. Wow, just got drilled. It was overwhelmed. I mean, the knockout power that Israel exposed uh, d- displayed was, hmm, I say, not, not 
awesome knockout power, but the bottom line is he can crack with four-ounce gloves. The John, I think he was referring to time and time again, of course, was a 205-pound champion, John Jones. John Jones, the master of controversy when it comes to the world of the world of mixed martial arts because of his past drug use. I'm not only talking about the cocaine. That's not a big thing. The cocaine, listen, people say to me, you know, John Jones did coke. Eh, who cares? I don't care. It's not a performance-enhancing drug. If he wants to do blow, that's on him. I think it's a detriment to uh, to his physical and mental well-being, but more power to him if he wants to do blow. I, I can't. But these performance-enhancing drugs, I got a problem with that. I really do. So Israel wants to fight John Jones. Would he move? Would he move up to two hundred five? He probably would. The guy's got guy's skinny. He can put on the weight, and he's a mean, mean guy. I mean, he just is. He's mean. Sounds nice, but he's mean. In the co-feature, Dan Hooker defeated Al Quinta. It was a unanimous nod in a hundred and fifty-five pound title fight. And double S, Sergey Spivak, uh, won a technical submission, an arm triangle choke. At two minutes, I think about three minutes and 14 seconds into round number two, over a tie to Vasa, the Samoan brawler. Of course, I told you, if you can get those Samoan guys past the first round, if you can get Samoan guys winded, you can beat them. If you want to stand there and go toe-to-toe with them, you're going to lose every time out. But if you move around on them and then you grab onto them and you just hold, just hug and hold onto them, they get tired real fast. I'm sorry this is the way it is. I'm not being, I'm not stereotyping racial ethnic backgrounds. This is the way it is. Anyway, the UFC rock and roll, and as far as UFC fight night is concerned, got a couple of chicks in the main event. Of course, the women's strawweight five-round main event going down. Joanna J. Joanna Jedrasek taking on Michelle Waterson. Waterson's a good fighter. Joanna Jay is a good fighter. These girls fighting girls are going at 115 pounds. Anything goes at 115 with those light gloves. 115, 125, 135. That's the only division. Take that back. And 145 pound division of the UFC. And of course, my favorite guy, Dana White. He sort of ran the 145 pound longest reigning champion in the world. I'm talking about you know the the, the monster. I mean, he isn't. He told Chris Cyborg Santos that I'm letting you go. That, you know, you don't matter to me. After he conned her into that last fight on her contract, which was a non-title fight, he said that, you know, he, he was telling Amanda Nunez that, 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 that Chris Cyborg Santos didn't want the rematch and this kind of stuff. They wanted Cyborg Santos out of there. They're not Cyborg Santos fans. In fact, if you've heard um, Mr. Dana White expand on Chris Cyborg Santos, I think he called her uh, Anderson Silva in drag. That's what he called it. So I mean, you know, got a boss like that. He's probably not going to respect you all that much. In the end of the day, though, I think he did. I think he did. I think he did Chris Cyborg Santos wrong, and I think he did the world of mixed martial arts wrong because she's, as I said, she had her issues, the steroids once, and you know, didn't she didn't get popped a second time. But I mean, that was a, the worst story in all of boxing. Worst kept secret in all of boxing was that she was on steroids. Come on, anyway. Cubs Swanson's in the co-feature shaking on Ron Gracie. And uh, Brooke Weaver is going to take on Thomas Gifford. That's on USC main event. That's going to be the main card, ESPN+. Plus. Of course, if you've got the app, you can watch these fights. If you don't have the app, you don't. Or if you want to go down to the Amali Arena, of course, that's in Tampa, Florida, October the 12th. That's when this is going down, USC fight night. Now, the big night, the big night as far as the rest of the year in the USC is concerned has got to be Nate Diaz and Jorge Masvidal. USC 244 coming up November 2nd. MSG, baby, the Garden. They go back to the Garden, of course. With two of the most controversial figures in them, all of mixed martial arts, no doubt about that. Nate Diaz, the guy that's got his own merit. Does he got his own weed brand right now? Anyway, he's I like him. I he he you know I mean he he's just he's as real as it gets. I mean what he wants to say he says, and he was away from the octagon for like three years after making all that money with with uh, 
uh, Conor McGregor, but he's back and he's taking on Jorge Masvidal. Masvidal's coming off that that you know that blitz that blink your eye knockout over Ben Askren. What it lasts like five seconds anyway. Nate Diaz coming off a win as well, but Nate Diaz maybe a little bit longer in the tooth. And of course he was off all that time, three years. I don't care what Caesar Gracie says. His trainer say you know three years off and only one fight back to take on a guy that's been real active. And Masvidal, of course, Masvidal was one of those guys like. Like Kimbo Slice, he came out of the backyards on YouTube and that kind of stuff. At the end of the day, though, you can't take away from his abilities, man. I think he's the hottest fighter at 180, 170 pounds right now in the entire world of mixed martial arts. Forget the champions, man. Forget anybody. It's Jorge Masvidal right now is the hottest guy. Now, him and Nate Diaz, I think this is a battle of a-holes. And when I say that, I don't mean that myself. I mean that's how Dana White looks at them. In other words, both these guys are tough to deal with. Both these guys you have to pay big bucks for. Both these guys deserve to pay big bucks, get paid big bucks. But you don't want to pay them big bucks. So what do you do? You match them together, and then you eliminate them. You eliminate one guy. As simple as that. You don't have one, instead of having two headaches, you got one guy that's all coming off a loss that's got to come to you, Dana White, that's got to lay on the floor and, and crawl across the floor and grovel to you. Oh, Dana, give me a fight, give me a fight. And then the other guy is saying, you know, I want this for the fight. You can give me this or I'm not fighting. So it's two different attitudes after the fight. Going into the fight, we've got both these guys going after Dana White, telling him he can go to hell, all that kind of good stuff. But after the fight, one guy will be in a groveling position. That's just the way the combat sports is. Uh, Kelvin Gaslam who was a scratch from a USC title fight with the aforementioned Robert Whitaker about about eight, nine months ago. Of course, Robert Whitaker coming up uh, sick in the uh, in the way. I take it back. In the stretches before the fight. They, they called that fight like the day of the fight or the day before. Anyway, Gaslam's back against Darryl, Darren Till on the same card with Masvidal and Nate Diaz, of course, coming to you November the 2nd, Day of the Dead. November the 2nd, coming to you live from the Garden, Madison Square Garden. Of course, this will be on pay-per-view. Now, the UFC pay-per-view schedule is, I mean, the UFC pay-per-view thing's a little bit funny, because I think if you got ESPN, you can get a break with it and this kind of stuff. I just go to bars. I mean, I'm not a drinker, but I go to bars. I go to bars, I watch it on the big screen. That's really the only way to watch it. You get to feel that real fight feeling, people screaming, people, you know, maybe people, a couple people, a little tipsy, this and that, but people screaming, people emotional and into the fights. I mean, that's where you really, you feel it. You really feel it. That's why I'm looking forward to the the closed circuit events that we are trying to plan for 2019 and 2020 as we come to an end here in the city, by the way, San Francisco, California. I've gotten together with some community leaders in the mission, and we hope to put on a couple events, uh, three or four events, of course, by April or May of 2020. So we'll see how that goes. And there's even a plan. to cl- I mean, it's on paper. It's on paper. But to close down a portion of 24th Street in San Francisco in the Mission District and show the Canelo fight in May of 2020, either Canelo or the Andy Ruiz fight. And guess what? But all that's out the window if Canelo or Andy Ruiz were to lose. Of course, Canelo a favorite uh, against Canelo, uh, against Sergey Kovalov. And people say to me, how can he be such a favorite? Well, it's, it's a close. He's a little favorite. You know, he's fighting a bigger guy. But they think that Sergey Kovalov is, you know, and Father Time has caught up with him. And he's going to go from the body shots. They think that Canelo will work him down under. And, of course, Canelo is a shorter guy, the smaller guy. He will have to work to the body in order to win. Okay. Now, Mr. Ruiz, Andy Ruiz, the heavyweight champion of the world, Superman, Clark Kent, call him what you want. Man, Mexican-American, of course, he's hot. He's a rage right now in Mexico, along with Canelo, as far as popularity is concerned. People are saying, yeah, hey, man, we got a heavyweight champion. Because, you know, in the old days, a Mexican heavyweight was sort of like a fat middleweight. That's the way I'm not. I'm not. People are going to get upset. I said, I'm, I'm just telling you the truth. This is the way it was. I mean, he was a fat middleweight. Uh, a Mexican heavyweight in the old days was a fat middleweight. This is the way it was. Um, you know, I mean. 
I'm not, I'm not, I'm, anyway, that's just the way that goes. At the end of the day, though, boxing, MMA, it's hot right now. I mean, you can feel it. The MMA, we're all cooling off a little bit, I think, with UFC, of course, uh, being the, the, uh, the, the, the juggernaut, per se, and they're, just <clears throat> and they're choking the world out of the world of mixed martial arts, I think, because of the fact they're not paying these guys. They keep going back to paying money. And I know that bores some of you listeners out there, but, you know, these guys aren't getting paid enough. And when you get destroyed in one fight and you're not the same ever again, because, you know, fighters don't tell you that maybe they got a little twitch in their eye, in one of their eyes. Or maybe, or maybe they hear a little buzz in one of their ears in this one. They don't tell you those things. They don't tell you those things. But it happens. Those are the little things. Residual effects from combat sports are not pretty. You are tuned to the Sports Byline Broadcast Network. This is Ring Talk Live Worldwide. 36 years of the Dixus. The man on the other side of the mirror, the grumpy Scott Cuddy. Heaven help us. the blue pill to charge your sex life? Have you been thinking about trying the blue pill? What if we can promise you the same results for less than $3 a pill? If you're paying $20 a pill for the other pills, you're getting taken to the cleaners. Our pill delivers the exact same results for less than $3. We'll do the math for you. You'll save more than $16 a pill for the same results. Want more? We'll give you 40 blue pills or 40 yellow pills for $99 and add four more pills free. You save more than $500 you don't have to be a rocket scientist to know what to do next. You need to call and get your 44 pills for just $99. Stop overpaying for the other blue pills. Call us and start saving a ton of money for the exact same results. Ordering is fast and easy with your pills delivered to your door in a non-marked package. 800-223-0992. 800-223-0992. That's 800-223-0992. Attention to anyone that's written a book or wants to write a book. The process is not that complicated. Take a first step. Even if you write a page a day, you'll build momentum and your book will become a reality. The hard part is getting it published. That's when you need to call Page Publishing. They've got hundreds and hundreds of thank yous from different new authors, just like you. They make the process of publishing your new book and getting it sold online a simple process. You can learn how simple it is right now by calling for your free page publishing new author submission kit one quick three-minute phone call that's all it takes to get free information and learn how you can get your book published pick up your phone right now and call us 24 hours a day at this number 800-603-0885 that's 800-603-0885 At 28, I had struggled with opiate and meth addiction for 12 years. I did and said things that the sober me never would have done. One day I realized I was not invincible. I'll do a new show. I was not exempt. And that's when a friend told me about elite rehab placement. They gave me the tools I needed to get sober. And all it took was the one phone call. 
Elite Rehab can help you start to break your addiction problem and get sober in as little as seven days. And we'll work with your insurance provider to help cover the costs. Plus, we have travel assistance programs to get you here by plane or train. Make this free call right now to learn more. 800-403-5912 That's 800-403-5912 Now, more of Ring Talk with Pedro Fernandez. I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. The groove is on here. Rock with Christie on bass. David Garibaldi on the Traps, man. This is Tower of Power, circa 2004. Happy about that. You are tuned to the Mighty Sports Byline Broadcast Network. Ring Talk Live Worldwide, 35, no, 36 plus years now of radio presence. Get this, hour number two still to come on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network. In fact, you know, if we leave you in hour number one, and this is live, this is Sunday, of course, uh, Sunday is uh, October 6th, but if we leave you after hour number one, you can always go to iHeartRadio and check us out. We're in the second hour there, of course, or sportsbyline.com, the top of the hour. Of course, you can go live there. So the bottom line is there's some options, but the real option is iHeartRadio. Why do I say that? Because you can be a follower of Ring Talk Live Worldwide at iHeartRadio. It will tell you when the show comes on live. It will tell you about the archive shows. And the bottom line is we've got a pretty good list of archive shows, no doubt about that. So hour number two still to come of Ring Talk Live Worldwide today. Of course, we'll be talking about MC Hammer. The rapper, the uh, R&B artist, the hip-hop guy, call him what you want, but he was the bat boy for the Oakland A's. He was Charlie Finley's uh, right hand. Charlie Finley owned the Oakland A's. Bottom line is, back in the days when the A's were hot and happening, guess who was their bat boy? MC Hammer. So we'll give to MC Hammer and his boxing career. That's right, MC Hammer and boxing. That'll be in-depth at hour number two. We'll touch on the world of amateur boxing. Of course, yesterday, I was fortunate, to, fortunate enough to sit ringside down in Redwood City, uh, wow, what a card that was. I mean, Nick Balafato on Peninsula Boxing and Fitness, he'll be here in hour number two. He put on a great show. I saw some class acts. I'm talking about kids, nine, ten years old, throwing three and four and five-punch combinations. I mean, accomplished professional boxers can't throw three or four or five-punch combinations, and ten-year-old kids were doing it. So what's going on? Maybe there's a revolution coming, because I couldn't throw no three or four or five-punch combinations when I was ten years old. I was lucky to throw one, too. I'm going to say I was limited. Bottom line is you are tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide 35. Make that 36 plus years now of radio presence. I invite you to stay tuned to hour number two. Of course, Ring Talk Live Worldwide is a production of the Sports Byline Broadcast and our executive producer, Mr. Scott Cuddy. Often imitated, but he is never duplicated, believe me. Bottom line is we come to you each and every Saturday and Sunday at 11 a.m. Pacific time. On the Sports Byline Broadcast Network, iHeartRadio, Sirius XM, Satellite Radio, the American Forces Network, and a plethora of other internet platforms. Please stay tuned for hour number two of Ring Talk Live Worldwide after the news. Dish TV is better than cable TV. Why? Because you can save 45% on packages compared to your high-priced cable bill. 
Wow. Take those giant scissors out and cut the cable and save with Dish TV. Plus, you get a free DVR upgrade to record your favorite shows and free installation. And with Dish Anywhere, you can watch TV for free on your mobile device. Act fast. You can save hundreds of dollars. Does your cable company do that for you? Get all the best TV programming at your fingertips at a fraction of the price of cable TV. So say adios, arrivederci, goodbye to the high cable bill, and save up to 45% on Dish TV packages today. These are limited time offers and can change at any time. Call fast. 800-405-2561. 800-405-2561. 800-405-2561. That's 800-405-2561. Ladies and gentlemen, live from the West Coast, it's time for Ring Talk Live Worldwide. Yo. For over 30 years and still, and still, your inside look into boxing and mixed martial arts. You know what? As long as she fights me 135 pounds, I don't care if she's injecting a horse demon into her eyeballs. Heard live around the world and brought to you by the World Boxing Organization. And now, and now, live from the Ring Talk Studios in San Francisco. Here's the host of the longest-running fight show in history, Pedro Fernandez. Damas y caballeros, bienvenidos. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the multi-million dollar Sports Byline Studios in the city by the bay, the world's most beautiful city, San Francisco, California. Check it. The man was correct. My name is Pedro Fernandez. I am the reigning, the defending, the undisputed heavyweight champion of the radio race, folks. 35, make that 36 years now of radio presence. In this hour of Ring Talk Live Worldwide, coming to you from the city by the bay, we're going to talk about MC Hammer. Who's that? He was his... Actually, he started out as a bat boy for the Oakland A's, but of course, I'm going to talk about his fray into the world of professional boxing. That's right. MC Hammer, professional boxing. I'll talk about that in depth on today's show. We'll also talk about amateur boxing. Because, of course, that is the... The breeding ground, I hate to use that that word like that, but the breeding ground, I mean, it's the farm club for the pros. There's no doubt about it. And after after watching a card yesterday in Redwood City, California, uh, I was just absolutely blown away by some of these young amateurs. I just was. 10, 12-year-old kids throwing four or five punch combinations, hooking to the body, all this kind of good stuff. Stuff that I didn't learn until I retired, unfortunately. Bottom line is, I remember Larry Holmes and I were having a conversation one time. We are in a train. I think we are going from Philadelphia to Atlantic City together. And I said to Larry, I said, you know, Larry, I said, I've learned more about boxing after I've retired than I did when I was boxing. He goes, yeah, he goes, that's just the way it is, Holmes. I said, I, Holmes, but that's just the way it is. Yeah, and it is. You sort of learn more because you look back and say, I did this, that, that. I could do this, I could do that. But see, you weren't thinking that way when you're young. It's just the way, what I say, experience schools everybody. You are tuned to the mighty Sports Byline Broadcast Network. My buddy John Cougar here, of course. No, not John Cougar. John Mellencamp. At the end of the day, he rocks and rolls. Anytime you get a chance to see Johnny in concert, go see him. You are tuned to the mighty Sports Byline Broadcast Network. This is Ring Talk Live Worldwide on Sports Byline, iHeartRadio, Sirius XM, Satellite Radio, the American Forces Network, and like a thousand other platforms. Bottom line is, you're tuned to Ring Talk and you know it. Now, let's listen. 
clarity in the world of professional boxing is spelled WBO. That's right. The World Boxing Organization is boxing's only transparent sanctioned body. You can follow the WBO on Facebook or check out their website, WBOboxing.com. That's WBOboxing.com. The World Boxing Organization. Fall is here, and with the leaves changing, it may feel like you're running out of time to get any lingering home projects done before the holidays. Luckily, Home Advisor can give you a hand so you can spend more time watching football and less time doing home projects. From minor repairs to major remodels, Home Advisor will connect you with top-rated pros in your area. The pros have been reviewed by your neighbors so you can see what others thought of their work. And if you're not sure how much your project should cost, get multiple quotes from pros and use Home Advisor's Project Cost Guide to see what others paid for similar projects. And to top all of it off, you can book appointments online. No more phone tag. So whether it's remodeling the den for football season or fixing up the house before the holidays, Home Advisor makes it beyond easy to get your home projects done. To find the right pro at a fair price, just ask Home Advisor. Go to HomeAdvisor.com or download the free award-winning Home Advisor app today. It has been said that everyone has a book in them, but do you have the time or the ability to write your book? Maybe you picked up some skills or had a life experience that you want to pass on in the form of a book to help others. Maybe you want to leave an autobiography for your family, or maybe you've built a successful business and you want to share your story. At Dorrance Publishing Company, we have professional writers who can help turn your book idea into a finished manuscript quickly and affordably. A Dorrance ghostwriter can provide as much or as little help as you need to complete your book. You'll work directly with your ghostwriter to finish your book faster than you ever could on your own. It's easy to become a published author. Call Dorrance now to learn more. 800-485-6003 800-485-6003 Call right now. That number is 800-485-6003. iHeartRadio, an app so powerful, it holds 20 million songs from 450,000 artists. Thousands of the best live radio stations, custom stations, and stations created just for you. It's anywhere and it's everywhere. Millions of songs, thousands of stations, one free app. iHeartRadio is that easy. Download the app today or listen online at iHeartRadio.com. Now, more of Ring Talk with Pedro Fernandez. Can't touch this. Can't touch this. Born in 1962, Stanley Kirk Burrell, a.k.a. MC Hammer. Of course, he was the bat boy for the Oakland A's. That's how he sort of sprung to attention. He was, Charlie Finley was the, how can I put this? He was a bombastic, uh, he was a promoter, promoter extraordinary. He was like the Don King of baseball, I kid you not. I mean, this guy thought about everything from like green baseballs. Don't you think a green baseball would be cooler, an orange baseball would be cooler, an orange baseball would be better than the white baseball? I mean, you'd see it a little bit better if you hit it in the air. You know, you're watching a baseball game, this kind of stuff. Charlie was into that. Charlie's the guy that came up with the designated hitter rule. He didn't want to see, you know, pitchers striking out every in every game thousands and thousands of times over the season. So he changed the game of uh, of baseball, no doubt about it, in a manner that nobody else ever did. I mean, he was controversial. He went back and forth with the commissioner of baseball, Bowie Kuhn. But when you hired this kid in 1973, I'm talking about a kid by the name of Stanley Kirk Burrell, the future MC Hammer. 
Nobody had any idea that he was working as a double agent for Charlie Finley. That's right. He was Charlie Finley's in the dugout snitch. He was snitching on guys like Raleigh Finger and Joe and Joe Rue. I mean, all these different Hall of Famers. These guys would become instant iconic stars as far as the World Series and, of course, the Giants going. I mean, the Giants, the A's going to the World Series three years in a row, and winning the World Series three years in a row. I mean, the A's were just hot as you can imagine as far as the baseball team was concerned. But in the locker room, they had this little black kid, 13-year-old black kid. Guess what? It was MC Hammer. So he does his seven years with the A's. He sort of learns how to promote things from Charlie Finley, you know, and starts working the clubs around here, working clubs. I mean, I'd see him. He was like, you know, MC Hammer. And it's, you know, nobody knew who he really was. Nobody knew who he really was. I mean, nobody really cared. But then... You know, you hear stuff locally, like Santana. We heard Santana locally. Santana used to play like a block away from where we used to play baseball and football in a parking lot of a bowling alley. So his mother lived across the street, and they used to practice in the garage. So we hear like Evil Ways and Black Magic Woman and all these iconic uh, Santana hits. We were hearing them for like months before they ever hit the radio. So that's how we knew that Santana was big. Is that we heard evil waves on the radio, and then, whoa, you know, that's the guy over there on Coleridge, Carlos and his boys. Bottom line is, they were superstars after that, no doubt about that. But MC Hammer played the clubs locally and didn't, didn't have overall success until he released that Can't Touch This thing. And, of course, Can't Touch This made him like an international celebrity. I mean, he was all over the world. He was the number one guy. He owned a mansion in Fremont up on the hill. I never got invited up there. MC, what were you thinking? Anyway, Stanley, what were you thinking? Um, but he owned this big mansion up on the hill, and people used to come up there basically and ask for money. This is the way it went down. They, he was such a soft touch that people, I mean, you thought that Duran, I didn't tell you how easy a uh, touch to Roberto Duran was for money. Uh, and, and Muhammad Ali was for money. But, you know, MC Hammer was an even easier touch. I mean, he just was. He wanted to be everybody's pal, and he paid for it. He paid for friendship. He paid dearly. Anyway, he would file for bankruptcy. But before MC Hammer would file for bankruptcy, he got hooked up and was the manager of Michael Second to None. Who is he? He was a young man originally out of Davenport, Iowa. Stud as an amateur. I mean, no doubt about it. And I can't remember the man that handled his amateur career. His first name was Bob, but he was an he wasn't handling Nunn's career. He was an official. And he saw Michael Nunn fighting out of Davenport, and he told Dan Goosen, hey, this is a future champion. I think you can sign him. And, of course, people weren't all that excited about Michael Nunn until he beat up James Tony. But anyway... We're in the dressing room. I guess it was 19, 1989. We're in, in the dressing room at, at Caesars Palace. I think it was at Caesars Palace. No, no, the MGM Grant in, in Las Vegas. And we're having a great time, and everybody's, you know, ripping and roaring. And in comes MC Hammer. Well, it turns out that MC Hammer was then the de facto manager of guess who? Michael, second to none. I kid you not. Of course, none. Uh, we'll talk about him in just a minute. But he was hot at the time. I mean, after beating James Tony, he beat a few other guys. But... You know, they were talking about him and Ray Leonard. That was going to be the super fight. And I told you how I got those two guys into like an almost street fight at Botany's Disco in Las Vegas when I told Ray that, you know, Michael Nunn was the new king of boxing, this and that. And Ray went out there and got in his face and said, man, I'll get you, blah, 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 blah. Of course, battle of the egos, but that's just the way it went down. So Michael Nunn evolves on a professional career, and he's doing, I mean, he's just doing epically well. You can't say enough. I mean, he wins a world title by beating Frank Tate. I mean, I was there for that fight. Of course, that was the first win that was ever held the day before the actual fight. Uh, Bob Spagnola, the manager of Frank Tate, knowing his fighter was weight woed, um, as far as weight woed, meaning he was suffering from making the weight in dire straits as far as, hundreds, as far as 160 pounds were concerned. But he made the weight the day before, and then they gave him a day to rehydrate. Of course, that is the standard rule right now. But 
The Ring Magazine Progress of the Year, Year Award went to him in 1988. KO of the Year went, went to him in 1988. I mean, he was an. I mean, Michael Nunn was a special athlete. He just was. But like Bob and I can't think it was Erk Stein. I can't remember the guy's last name. It's killing me right now because I've been trying to think of it for a day and a half and I just haven't. And all the people that I knew that knew him are dead, so I can't call them. So anyway, I remember what he told me. He said, the most important thing in the world here is to keep Michael Nunn out of Davenport, Iowa. I said, what are you talking about, Chief? He said, if he goes back to Davenport, he's going to go to jail. I said, really? He goes, yeah, it don't matter how much he's going to go to jail. I said, okay. So I didn't think nothing of that. And then Michael Nunn, of course, went on and had a, a, lo- a lofty professional career. And when it came time to say goodbye, he sort of retired. And when he retired, how can I put this? It wasn't like he retired in disgrace. I mean, he didn't. He was a stud. I mean, a middleweight, super middleweight, light heavyweight. But then in 2004, take that back in 2002, <laughs> in a hotel in his hometown of, guess where, Davenport, Iowa, Michael Nunn was arrested for, selling, for, buying, for trying to pay, take this, for trying to buy a kilo of cocaine for $200. Now, just for a second here, this is how stupid Michael Nunn is. Because nowhere in the world is a kilo of cocaine, not even in 2002, not maybe in, not even in 1970, is going to, 2.2 pounds of cocaine is going to go for 200 bucks? Come on, this was a scam. Law enforcement set him up. A $200 buy for a kilo of cocaine? That's like saying, you know, uh, I'm going to give you the offer of your lifetime. The offer of your lifetime. And, you know, you say, oh, I don't think so. But, hey, guess what? I'll give you a kilo of cocaine for 200 bucks. 200 bucks? Man, they could sell coke back there for, what, 200 bucks an ounce? Easy. So that's like three grand. So what are you talking about? 200 to three grand? At the end of the day, Michael Nunn got popped for grabbing the cocaine from the, uh, the FBI agent or the uh, undercover officer. And at the end of the day, he was done. And I thought it was really, really bad because, you know, he could fight. He really could fight. I mean, he's incarcerated at the Federal Correctional Institution in Oxford. Now, because that's a, you know, in Wisconsin, it's a medium, medium, how can I put this, a medium, you know, they don't put violent prisoners there, sort of like medium guys. He's scheduled for release in 2019 or 2020, but we don't know whether he will or not because he was sentenced originally to 24 years. 24 years, get this, and, I, and he had a past. I mean, people came to came to court and talked about his drug dealings and his being an enforcer for, like, the Davenport mob and all kinds of good stuff. They, I mean, they said all kinds of nasty things about Michael II and none. So I guess that sort of helped him get uh, – uh, oh, guess what? That $200, that $200 kilo of cocaine that he paid for, it had a $24,000 street value. So you're trying to tell me that he wasn't conned into that? He wasn't conned into that. I'll sell you a kilo of, co- kilo of cocaine for 200 bucks. You got to be kidding me, man. They rolled Michael Nunn up on that one, no doubt about it. Michael, second to none, MC Hammer, Charlie Finley, all come into a big circle here on Ring Talk Live Worldwide. You're tuned in the Mighty Sports Byline Broadcast Network.
Attention business owners, now is the perfect time to start saving money on your cable TV bill for your business. We can give you packages with up to 90 great channels and save your business a ton of cash. And if you call right now, you can learn how to get free equipment and free installation. Now you have choices. It's time to start saving money on your cable TV bill for your business. And call today and get 90 channels plus free equipment and free installation. Smart business owners like you all across the country are consolidating and saving money on their cable TV, internet, and phone service for their business. So now's the perfect time. This may be a limited time offer to the first 100 people that call right now. So please save money and call now. 800-470-7113. 800-470-7113. That's 800-470-7113. Attention business owners, are you struggling while waiting for your customers to pay on their net 30, 60, or 90-day invoices? Can't get a business loan, have no equity, bad credit, or maybe no credit at all? Then you need to call AmeriFactors right now. AmeriFactors will give you cash for your invoices and there's nothing to pay back. We simply buy your account receivables, and if those clients don't pay on the invoices, we take the loss. We give you funds based on your account receivables, not your credit. And 98% of all applicants are approved. It's that simple. With AmeriFactors, there's no more waiting for your customers to pay. We give you the funds up front, then we wait for your customers to pay us. Fund your business today. Call AmeriFactors right now. 800-847-1183. That's 800-847-1183. Money Now 100 is not a lender, broker, or agent of any lender or financial advisor. We do not make loans or credit decisions. You must be 18 years or older and a U.S. resident to qualify. This is not an offer or solicitation to lend. I went to MoneyNow100.com and got the $5,000 I needed deposited in my account the next business day. If you need money for any reason, help is here. Go to MoneyNow100.com and get the money you need. Need to pay off credit card debt? Go to MoneyNow100.com. Need your car? repaired? Need home improvement money? Visit MoneyNow100.com. If you need fast cash for any reason, go to MoneyNow100.com. Good, bad, or no credit at all. Go to MoneyNow100.com. You could get up to $5,000 as soon as the next business day. Go to MoneyNow100.com on your phone, tablet, or computer. Type in the address bar MoneyNow100.com. That's MoneyNow100.com. Now more of Ring Talk with Pedro Fernandez. Holler Notes, let's take it to Redwood City, California, and I think he knows what that's all about. Bottom line is he is the man, Nick Bellafon, of course, he, the godfather of Peninsula Boxing and Fitness. They had a great show yesterday afternoon. I mean, everybody rocked. And you know what's so important about these fight cards, folks, is that the right people are, I mean, it ain't like when I used to box, when you would, like, knock a guy down two or three times and lose a three-round decision. I mean, everybody that deserved to win yesterday won, and I love it when amateur boxing is so clean like that because it isn't always that clean. But the bottom line is I guess that means that, you know, it comes from the top down, and my man Nick Bellafato is the guy, no doubt about that. Nick, congrats on a great show yesterday, sir. Yeah, thank you very much. Thanks for having me on again. Uh, I really appreciate it. Yeah, we had a great show, great lineup. Uh, great setup. 
now you had two silver gloves, two silver gloves champions, 2018 and 2019 gold silver glove champions. They were like 12 years old. They are. Tw- they were 12 years old, and that bout just happened to fall in place. Uh, Roland Vizcarra is the uh, 2019 silver gloves as well as national champ, and he's from the uh, Union City. And I had a kid call call in from Arizona, and he just happened to be the 2018 uh, silver gloves champ, and it fell right into place. It was amazing. And you know what? I'll have to be honest with you. These kids are doing more at 10 and 11 than I was doing at 10 and 11 because at 10 and 11, I wasn't throwing three and four or five punch combinations. In fact, I don't think I was ever throwing three and four. I ever was ever throwing five punch combinations. I tried to end it at three. But the bottom line is these kids were throwing three, four, five punch combinations fluidly. Yeah, I always tell my boxers, you're not going to win a fight throwing one and two punches. Uh, and again, you, you may not have seen it, depends on the, the show, but I get a lot of national-level fighters that come on the show. So these kids are not only seasoned, but they're doing all those, uh, they're doing all the aspects uh, of what they need to do at the highest levels. And again, that's why we have great shows. I, I just fortunate to get uh, some good coaches. We, we put on a good show give out great awards that attracts those kids that are doing all those things yeah because every kid every kid that wins a wins a bout gets a belt and they were like coveting those belts i thought that was so cool they it was like i don't think they're ever gonna like let go of those things they'll be sleeping with them and putting them under their bed their blanket all kinds of i mean they were not giving up those belts yesterday nick no they sure weren't and a few of the belts were a few of the kids the belts were bigger than some of the the boxers, but they managed to they managed to haul them out. <laughs> right, one instance where they can grow into them. That's right. Yeah, no doubt about that. Now I got to ask you this. Now you know we we see a lot of amateur boxing, and we see blue blue collar guys and white collar guys wanting to get into boxing. And every now and then, you see one of these white collar guys that that gets an, an amateur bug in them, and this and that, and wants to fight and wants to box, but he really shouldn't be out there. You know what I'm saying? He really shouldn't be in a ring, per se, and yet he does. What do you tell those people? Well, you know, it, it, it's it's hard. I, I'll let him, I'll give him like a tryout and, and just check him out, because if you have an athletic background, if you can even dance, uh, that's helpful, but you know, there's going to be some time you need spent learning the skills and the craft. But at least if you got an athletic background, there's a possibility. But a lot of those guys, they're they're totally working stiffs. They have no athletic background in any kind of sport. You could tell right away, and you can also tell right away, like you said, that that's not they're not cut out for that type of sport. Hypothetically, I could be talking about a guy from Santa Cruz. Hypothetically, but what I'm trying to say is, you know, when these guys box, bad things happen because you know I know a guy that was Bray. I, I saw him, I saw him once work out in the gym, and he ended up dying at the Third Street Gym, and. In San Francisco, at one of those those amateur smoker nights, one of those fight nights, when when they knew, when everybody knew this was a guy that shouldn't have been in the, there's just certain people that don't belong in the ring. But I, you know, you say you give him a tryout, this and that. But then again, if you give him a tryout and you send him on the way, the guy down the street will put him in the ring. Well, I'm I'm not saying I'm giving them a tryout in the ring. Okay. They gotta before I put somebody in the ring, they gotta beat up my punch mitt. <laughs> if they can't get past my punch mitts or past me, you know, I'm not putting them in the ring. So I'm, I'm talking about they got to pre-qualify before they qualify. So there's no way I'm putting a guy in a ring uh, with, that I described, that type of person that I described. They're, they're not getting in the ring. They're, they're going to have to just stay on the heavy bags and work out on their own in a recreational format. <laughs> 
Three-round fights. Yeah, that's what I fought, three rounds. I thought amateur fights were four and five or five rounds now, some of these. But what's going on? I thought, didn't they move them up to five two-minute rounds, some of the tournaments or something like that? Uh, they do have special events, uh, main events every once in a while. Uh, those are between open division fighters, uh, some of the higher level. They'll do a four- or five-round special main event. But for the most part, they're two-minute rounds. However, the open fighters in the adult division – that have 10 or more fights, or 11 or more fights, rather, they, they go three-minute rounds. Man. So you got open division, you got even the little kids from Arizona, they fought one-and-a-half-minute, possibly two rounds, uh, uh, two-minute rounds, I, I can't recall. Um, but, yeah, depending if you're open division fighter in the adult division, you can get three-minute rounds. Nick, when fights were one minute for me, I smoked everybody. And then I fought Eddie Smith. I took off three years. I came back and Eddie fought Eddie Smith. I thought I could beat Eddie Smith. It was a two-minute round. And, man, I was so tired halfway through the first round. I was like, oh, man. It was like a brutal awakening, the two-minute round. And of course, then came the three-minute round. But that two-minute round, that was really a, a heartbreaker for me. Like, what? Like, you can't do nothing. You know yourself, when you're tired, you can think all you want, but you can't do it. Yeah, you can't pull the trigger. And, yeah, and you're talking about yourself from one to two minute rounds. You just doubled your uh, your time duration there. So yeah, that that's tough. You got to work your way up there. And and even though you work your way up there, when you get in a competitive setting, it, it still might get you. Yeah. So you got it, it. It's almost the same as when I get guys that compete in the ring for the first time. I tell them, don't worry about your first couple fights. Let's see how it goes. As long as you're competitive, third, fourth fight. All this stuff should start sinking in, or maybe it's not something for you. Uh, so that's how that goes. Amateur boxing in Mexicans. I mean, I I hate to put it to you, why, why that goes one in hand in hand, because I'm seeing Mexican stars come out of Mexico now that have got great amateur skills, and they combine those professional skills. In fact, if you look at Emmanuel Navarrete, the WB 122-pound champion, he's sort of like, he he can dog people, and you never saw Mexican people like Mexican fighters dog people before. So we're seeing a new generation of Mexican fighters. What I'm trying to say is, you've got the, you've got a, a plethora, you've got a Mexican population redwood city man you should be over there in the hood saying kids you want to learn how to box yeah i get 95 percent of the people come in my place are are, are recreational um but they, they get inspired by the few individuals that compete mm-hmm. um so you know it's it's a process but there's people moving out redwood city's changing with facebook and google so a lot of the the middle and lower income people are getting forced out so the demographics are totally changing and you know, along with that, you know, boxing is kind of not finding uh, the 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 niche. You know, the spot that it had before. You got soccer and you got some other stuff going on, but yeah, it's kind of losing its place. Okay. Before I let you go, I, I want to mention the fact that Brent Venegas, the referee for my first Golden Glove Championship win in 1982, he was present yesterday. Pat McTurney was present yesterday. I mean, these are guys that go back with me 30, 35 years, man. That was an amazing experience to see those guys again. So I want to thank you for inviting me down there. I want to thank you for allowing me to do my thing in front of your crowd. And, of course, it was a great crowd. And, Nick, nobody doesn't quite like Nick. I mean, I go to these other shows, and eh, they're okay. But the bottom line is when it comes to these amateur shows, it just – this are stellar. Nick puts the cards together, and he puts the background together. You combine the two, it's a great event. Nick Belafato, Peninsula Boxing and Fitness. I wish you the very best of luck. Congratulate your board of directors because they got a good guy in you, man. 
Thank you very much, Pedro. I, I look forward to having you on, on our next event sometime in March. All the best. Nick Bellafato, of course, of Redwood City, the Redwood City area of California, man. They got a, they got great, great kids down there as far as attitude is concerned in the gym. He talks about 95% of the people that come into his gym just come there for recreational boxing, this and that. But it's just, how can I put it? It's, 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 it's a gym. It's not like, <clears throat> it's not like a, a plant or anything. It's a real boxing gym. It's just, and there ain't too many real, ain't too many. There aren't too many real boxing gyms still left in, in the United States, let alone in California. Of course, we used to have gyms all over the place. Newman's Gym in the city by the bay, San Francisco. Of course, that was in the Tenderloin. You got to walk out of Newman's Gym and see hookers and pimps and drug dealers. I mean, this was, this, this was an education. This was an education. Okay, and now gyms are like, you know, in the suburbs and that kind of good stuff. But, no, that was in the Tenderloin. I remember one time, you know, we used to have the bleachers in, the, in Newman's gym. We'd have bleachers in there where people come, come in and sit down. And when the cops would be hot on the hookers, all the hookers would come into the gym and sit in the, sit in the bleachers and watch us box and this and that. So I remember the, the hookers, the pimps, the drug dealers, the boxing fans, they all got together. That was pretty crazy. Newman's gym, what an experience. You are tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide. You're inside looking to the world of boxing and MMA. Let me notify you of this. I am going to push the iHeart aspect of the radio show a little bit harder than I do the other um, the other platforms. The reason being is that we can put together a uh, some some archive shows. We can put together, of course, a live show that goes live on iHeart Radio, the Sports Byline channel. Just go there; you can hit it up eleven o'clock each and every Saturday or Sunday, eleven a.m. Pacific time. And of course, you've got the archive shows that we will be putting up tomorrow, but they will be going up almost instantly after each show from this weekend on. In other words, after the Saturday edition of Ring Talk Live Worldwide airs. A couple hours later, the Ring Talk Live Worldwide uh, show of Saturday will be up on the iHeart Archive. So that's the way we plan to do things. Hopefully, wish you the best of luck luck here in the future. Now, after the break, I'll be talking about the upcoming future. I'm talking about the fights in the next few weeks. Man, Oleg Usyk, my favorite guy, until he came up dirty on steroids. No, 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 he didn't come up dirty on steroids, but he came up with a, a, a torn tricep. And, you know, a torn tricep... I never heard of a torn tricep. I went to lots of doctors and talked to them about torn triceps and torn biceps, and they told me those are injuries usually associated with, get this, steroid use. So, you know, he was moving from cruiserweight from 200 pounds up to heavyweight, I guess about 215, 220. I'm talking about Oleg Usek, of course, the former cruiserweight champion. I think he had like 11 fights at cruiserweight. He's only like 15 and 0, 16 and 0. Hasn't got a whole lot of fights, but, man, he is a killer. And he's got that... That, that mass murderer look on his face. He's taking on Tyrone Spong. And that's going to go down on the zone October the 12th. Do you have the zone? You don't have the zone yet? Of course, Larry Merchant talked in hour number one about having the zone. If you want to watch the fights, he talked about the zones delivering. They are. That was a good fight last night, Triple G. Whether you like him or not, whether you think he was fortunate enough to walk away with the decision or whether like like a gift, you think that Sergi should have won that fight, hey, you're entitled to your opinion. Me, myself, I didn't score it, so I can't say anything. That's why I didn't come up with an opinion today. But at the end of 12 rounds, three judges thought the old man, I'm talking about Johnny Golovkin, 37 years old, but going on 300. I mean, because he had like, what, 300 amateur fights and now now 40 amateur, forty pro fights. You know, that's a long time. That's a, that's a lot of wear and tear on the body. He looked good physically, but so did Muhammad Ali against Larry Holmes in that, that fight, of course, in October 2nd, 1980. In fact, the the, uh, the anniversary just passed. It's always a sad day for me, October 2nd, because remember that actually October 3rd, which is a mixed emotion day, because that was the day I first met Muhammad Ali in 1980. It was at a press conference after the Larry Holmes fight, and 
Ali was all beat up and, and behind sunglasses, right? And I was I was and I was in tears, man. I was crying. It was like tough for me. It was really tough. And he told me, "Hey, you don't gotta cry. I'll be all right." So it was our first time together. Spent some good times with Ali. Bottom line is, we'll talk about the future of boxing next couple of weeks after the break. You are tuning to Ring Talk live, baby, on Sports Byline. Imagine this is your money and someone wants to take it from you. Who is it? The IRS. They want your money. And guess what? They can legally take it. All of it if they want. Remember, they sent you that letter that said, hey, you owe us a bunch of cash and we're going to take it from you. So what do you do? Fight back by letting our team of experts at the tax helpline work it out with the IRS so you can keep your money. And we're good at what we do. When you hire us, you get a team of guys on your side that know the IRS laws and will fight to save your money. So if you owe the IRS a ton of cash and you want to keep it, call right now and learn for free how we can help you put it back in your pocket. 800-932-1749. 800-932-1749. That's 800-932-1749. Do you use the expensive blue or yellow pills to charge your sex life? Are you thinking about it? Mm. What if we can promise you the same results for less than $3 a pill? If you're paying $20 a pill for the other pills, you're getting taken to the cleaners. Our pills deliver the exact same results for less than $3. You'll save more than $16 a pill for the same results. And right now, radio callers will get 44 blue or yellow pills for $120 with free discreet shipping. You can save more than $700 off pharmacy prices. Charge your sex life now and save a ton of money. Call now and get your 44 pills and save over $700 and qualify for free shipping. Stop overpaying and call right now. 800-814-5188. 800-814-5188. That's 800-814-5188. You've heard me talking about four hymns and how they're helping guys look their best. If you haven't, It's time to see what they're all about. 66% of men start to lose their hair by the age of 35. And once you've noticed thinning hair, it can be too late. Solution, 4hims.com, a one-stop shop for hair loss, skin care, sexual wellness, and more for men. Thanks to science, baldness can be optional. Hims is helping guys be the best version of themselves with licensed physicians and FDA-approved products to help treat hair loss. Order now. Listeners to this program can get started with the 4HIMS Complete Hair Kit for just $5 while supplies last. See website for full details and safety information. This could cost hundreds if you went to the doctor or a pharmacy somewhere else. Go to 4 slash wrestling. That's F-O-R-H-I-M-S dot com slash wrestling. 4 slash wrestling. Now more of Ring Talk with Pedro Fernandez. <laughs> than a speeding bullet. More powerful than a locomotive. Able to leap tall buildings at a single bound. Look, 
Up in the sky. It's a bird. It's a plane. No, it's just little old me. Bottom line is we're here with Ring Talk Live Worldwide. 35, make that 36 plus years now of Ring Talk Live Worldwide. Coming at you sometimes in your face, but not always, folks. I mean, the idea is not to always do controversial and in-your-face radio. I mean, some people say to me, you know, you don't bite like you used to bite. You know, I don't need to. I mean, after 35, 36 years, you think I need like. You think I need to incite controversy? I don't have to. I, I deal with the world of combat sports. There's enough controversy in that. Now, Oleg Usek. Who the hell is Oleg Usek? He is a one hell of a fighter. Of course, the former cruiserweight champion. I said 16-0. He's 17 in zip, 14 wax. He looks like a mass murder. In fact, if you wanted to do a, if you wanted to get a Charles Manson lookalike, this is the guy. This is the guy. This is a Charles Manson lookalike. Of course, taking on Archer Bedebev, who's 14-0 as well. And these guys are going to hook it up back and forth. But Bedebev is a very good fighter. I mean, an excellent fighter. But is he good enough to be Oleg? Probably not. Oleg's going to be the favorite here, no doubt about that. And they're talking about these guys fighting at 175 pounds, which is a little weird to me because I thought the fight <clears throat> was going to be at 210 pounds. So I guess we'll have to check into that next week. Too late at this point in time. Bottom line is Oleg Usyk, best fighter in the world as far as cruiserweights are concerned. But <clears throat> heavyweights, that's where he was going to test his uh, medal and what happened there. Anyway, the co-feature, Dimitri Bivol, is going to take on Len Castillo. Of course, that's going to come to you on the zone. The 13th. ESPN Plus, Josh Warrington and Sophia Toguchi. That's for the IBF featherweight title. Also on the going back on ESPN Plus, the 18th, ESPN, 10 p.m. Eastern time. That's going to be uh, Olek and Archer Bedebev. That's going to be on. Wow, they got that listed twice. They've got it once on ESPN. That's uh, two different Oleks. Okay, I got Listen, you got I'm a little bit baffled here because you got two Olek Sanders here. One's Olek Usek and one is Olek Govidovic whose name kills me. These Russians, I wish to God they would just convert them all to Smith & Jones because it would be a whole lot easier. Archer Bidibev, that's going to go for the WBC and IBF light heavyweight title. So that's where I confuse them. That's ESPN on the 18th. The 12th is going to be the zone. The former cruiserweight champion, Oleg Usyk, taking on Tyrone Spong. At the end of the day, Oleg is a real deal at cruiserweight, but is it heavyweight? Speaking of heavyweight, look at the heavyweight division right now. Andrew Ruiz is a man. Absolutely no doubt about it. I mean, knock him for his body, his caloric intake, say what you want. But at the end of the day, you know, he made, he made, he, he turned out Anthony Joshua. He did. He did everything but like bend him over. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. I mean, if that was jail, jail cell talk, I mean, the bottom line is he turned him out. And, you know, I mean, he quit like a dog. I mean, his arms up on the on the apron, uh, I mean, up on the ropes there. I mean, yeah, look at me, look at me. No, you quit like a dog. And I guess that's a little bit of karma coming into play, too, because, you know, the guy did steal Amir Khan's wife. He did. I mean, I, I listen, I got no problems with the guys doing a lot of stuff. But when you snatch another fighter's wife, I got a problem with that because I've seen fighters snatch these other guys, snatch other guys' wives and just ruin people's lives, man, just destroy them. Of course, Amir Khan coming up with a big fight in Saudi Arabia recently, looking for another big money fight down the line, possibly with Manny Pacquiao. Of course, here's a guy that can fight real well, but he can't take a punch. And as long as he's beating up guys like Billy Dibb and small guys like me and Scott Cuddy, maybe he can beat these guys, but he can't beat real guys at welterweight. That's why Amir Khan is really what his name is all about. Amir Khan, A-M-E-R-E-C-O-N. That's Amir Khan. October 11th, guess who's getting into the fight game? Oh, it kills me. It kills me. Dana White. Dana White, of course, the head of the UFC, the face of the UFC, the pimp extraordinaire that runs the UFC. That's right. In my opinion, he's a pimp. He's the biggest pimp going. I mean, when I look at his contracts, 
and his dealings with those fighters and the fact they're making pennies, they're making pennies. I mean, you go out there and take an ass whooping like you could take in the cage from these guys with knees and, and kicks and face and, knee and feet in the face and all that kind of good stuff and forearms and elbows and choke outs and can I keep going? Yeah, I keep going. But the bottom line is they're getting paid pennies. I mean, think about this. And I talked this over with pimps because I know a couple of pimps in my time. Not that I delved into that world, but I was a cop, so I knew a little bit about the world of pimps, okay? And no pimp in the entire world would end up be able to pay his girl 8 to 12 cents on the dollar. In other words, she pulls in a, a $100 trick, and you're going to try to tell me I'm going to give her 8 bucks? Come on, man. That ain't going to go. But it goes in the UFC. It goes in the deal because they only get between 8 and 12% of the total revenues. Go to fighters. That's to pay. I mean, imagine that. Imagine if you could run a company and you and you had a company and your employees only took eight percent of your money. Wow, ninety. I get to keep ninety-two percent. Ninety. I get to keep it all myself. Dana White and those guys sold the UFC, of course, for four point two billion dollars. In case you don't know mathematics, because I had to look it up, but that's four thousand two hundred million dollars. That's four thousand two hundred million dollars. And Dana White got. Uh, 10% of that, so that's what, 42 million bucks? More power to him. Right on. I, I mean, I'm not against Dana making money, but I'm against Dana continuing to pimp off the game, both in MMA and here uh, in the world, now, try, now trying to delve into the world of boxing. You know, and, and people say, oh, well, boxing's crooked. I don't want, I don't think boxing is crooked per se. I, I've never thought that boxing is crooked. I think there's crooked individuals that were in boxing at one point in time. I don't think they're still around anymore. I don't know if they've died off or if they just, you know, been moved out by the establishment per se, but I don't know of any too many crooks in the world of boxing anymore. I really don't. I mean, these guys are basically obliged by the Muhammad Ali Professional Boxing Act. They have to put basically everything on paper. So you put everything on paper, sort of hard to steal from the fighter if he knows you're getting a million dollars from Australia and a million dollars from here. In other words, all the foreign TV rights and things like that. Because that's what fighters had no idea of. And managers managers would have no idea of this. They wouldn't. I mean, they go in there and sign a contract to fight somebody for a hundred grand, right? When, you know, this fight's going overseas and it's being they're bringing in international money and there's t-shirts being sold, there's memorabilia, all that kind of good stuff. And the fighter thinks he's getting away because he's getting a hundred grand. He's getting shortchanged every time out. Every promoter and fighter relationship that goes on, the fighter gets shortchanged. That's just the way it is. It's, it's, the, it's, it's, like, it's like the hometown decision in boxing. It's part of the game. I mean, it's, it, without the hometown decision, you know, we wouldn't have boxing because, you know, let's be honest. You, you invest money in a hometown guy. You watch him come up. You have a close fight with a guy that's, you know, somewhat good, and he goes to the hometown guy. That's a hometown decision. Unlike the NBA, where the hometown guys seem to win for some freaky reason. I never understood it. Can anybody tell me why the hometown team always seems to win in the NBA? It's like, it's just really weird. You go on the road, and you can't win on the road. I found it easier to win on the road than I did at home. I mean, sleeping in my own bed, that's, kind of, that's, sort of, that's sort of cool before a fight. But, you know, being on the road and being in a hotel and being all pumped up and this kind of stuff, I was ready. I was, there was no shortage of motivation, man. So as far as fighting on the road is concerned, I think fighting the road is an advantage because you don't have your relatives calling you, wishing you good luck. Hi, honey, how are you? Can I get a ticket? No, no, sorry. They don't be bothering you because you're out of town. Bottom line is you're tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide. You're inside looking at the world of boxing and MMA. Of course, the UFC rocking and rolling last night from Melbourne, Australia. Not a whole lot to uh, 
report on that. I told you Israel Adesana uh, is now the 185-pound unified champion. When I say unified in that Mr. Robert Whitaker was the champion 185 pounds, the guy from Australia, but he got lit up and outside inside of two rounds and got knocked out. Outside of that, no more news in the UFC. I think the UFC is a, is a pink elephant. What I mean by that is, in other words, you invested in you know something that's maybe not going to pay off like you think it's going to pay off. I mean, yeah, they're going to China. They're going. They've been to China. They're going to Korea in December, of course, for the Brian Ortega Korean Zombie fight, of course, which I'm totally against. And some people say to me, you know what? The Korean Zombie is an easy mark for Brian Ortega. So just let Brian go over there and drill the Korean Zombie in in, in righteous style, put his name back in the at the top of the featherweight division. I don't know if it's all going to be all that easy because Brian Ortega, as I said, and I went into this time and time again, so I don't want to be redundant, but he took the ass whooping of all time from Max Holloway. Was it December? I think it was in December. But it was like the worst ass whooping I've ever seen as far as a guy being able to walk with. They didn't get, they didn't get carted out. Okay, I mean, that I'm, didn't get carted out. Didn't, it didn't end up being drug out by an ambulance. I mean, that was the worst beating I've ever seen as far as a championship level as fighters concerned, and they didn't stop it. The brave corner, what's going on in the corner's mind? Because, you know, I've worked corners. I get guys, and, you know, when guys get rocked, boom, stop the fight. That's all. And in the world of mixed martial arts, you can't stop it when they get rocked, per se. But if you see a guy get concussed, you need to stop the fight. And there are signs of a concussion. I mean, Larry Merchant talked about in hour number one how Sonny Liston short-circuited neurologically when his head jerked back and that kind of good stuff from that Ali punch, okay? That's a knockout. That's an involuntary response. That's what happens when you get hit with a shot you don't see. But in the world of mixed martial arts, you get hit shots with shots you don't see from knees and feet and elbows and forearms and that kind of stuff. It isn't just a glove. So the danger is there. Why isn't the compensation there? I keep going back to that. They've got to pay these guys. Anyway, October 19th, UFC Fight Pass. Back to that. Dana White foraying into the world of boxing. 9 p.m. in the East, 6 o'clock in the West, UFC Fight Pass. Guys by the name of Cody Crowley and Miam Hussan. They're going to box in Dana White's. I think that's his premier card on UFC Fight Pass. The 24th, UFC Fight Pass comes back uh, with... Maya Khan Williams against Trayson Wiggins. That's a super lightweight bout. The other bout's going to be at 154 pounds. So I guess Dana White back in the world of boxing. And I'm not trying to tell you this because I want you to watch his card. You know, but I'm trying to tell you this because you're a boxing fan. And that's my job is to tell you what's going on as far as the world of boxing and MMA is concerned. And Dana White's got a couple shows going on as far as USC Fight Pass is concerned. Okay. Um, as far as Telemundo is concerned, they're coming back on the 25th with uh, Mauricio Pintor versus Juan Carlos Sosa. Always good fights on Telemundo. Telemundo, of course, in Univision, man. They used to have good, such good fights that we were watching with the sound off because <clears throat> I watched them with a bunch of white guys who didn't speak Spanish much. Speaking of white guys, I don't speak Spanish much either. But the bottom line is, I watch the fights with white guys. We turn the sound down because they didn't understand what's going on. But, man, those were some of the greatest fights of all time. Telemundo, Univision, they would go toe-to-toe each and every Friday night. Who would have the better fights? Who would have the better fights, Telemundo or Univision? And, of course, ESPN jumped in with the Friday night fights. Never quite the match for the Mexicans, no doubt about that. You are tuned to Ring Talk live worldwide. Your inside look at the world of boxing and MMA. Of course, the USA, as I said, coming back. That good card last night in Australia, 57,000 people. I mean, that's a record, no doubt about that, for a sporting event anywhere. 57,000 people. I mean, I don't remember Mike Tyson ever drawing 57,000 people. I think Muhammad Ali might have done 40,000 people in Yankee Stadium or something like that. But I don't remember him doing 50,000 people. The only really big cards, the biggest card I remember in boxing was Luisito Espinosa defending 
the WBC Featherweight Championship in Manila in an outdoor arena, and I think there was 1.5 million people there. 1.5 million people, and the promoters never paid him. I don't want to say who the promoter was. Yeah, I will. It was Joe Kazumi. He said that Joe Kazumi, Tokyo Joe, the boxing writer extraordinaire out of Tokyo, of course, boxing MMA is what he does. He's a promoter too. But according to Luis Cito Espinosa, he never got paid for this. So get this. You draw 1.5 million fans in your home country, in your hometown, and you don't get paid. Talk about expecting the elevator and getting the shaft. That's the story of Luis Cito Espinosa. Ring Talk Live Worldwide, 35, make that 36-plus years now. You're inside looking at the world of boxing and MMA, of course, coming to you live from the Sports Byline Studios Saturday and Sundays, 11 a.m. Pacific time. Man, I got those old guys mixed up. That was not cool. That was not cool. Slap me about that, okay? Slap. That was a senior moment almost. You are tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide, maybe on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network. Mr. Dana White, wherever you are, I have a hit list, but I want to start getting paid. I want to start making heavyweight money. Do you use the blue pill to charge your sex life? Have you been thinking about trying the blue pill? What if we can promise you the same results for less than $3 a pill? If you're paying $20 a pill for the other pills, you're getting taken to the cleaners. Our pill delivers the exact same results for less than $3. We'll do the math for you. You'll save more than $16 a pill for the same results. Want more? We'll give you 40 blue pills or 40 yellow pills for $99 and add four more pills free. You save more than $500. You don't have to be a rocket scientist to know what to do next. You need to call and get your 44 pills for just $99. Stop overpaying for the other blue pills. Call us and start saving a ton of money for the exact same results. Ordering is fast and easy with your pills delivered to your door in a non-marked package. 800-223-0992. 800-223-0992. 800-223-0992. That's 800-223-0992. Attention to anyone that's written a book or wants to write a book. The process is not that complicated. Take a first step. Even if you write a page a day, you'll build momentum and your book will become a reality. The hard part is getting it published. That's when you need to call Page Publishing. They've got hundreds and hundreds of thank yous from different new authors just like you. They make the process of publishing your new book and getting it sold online a simple process. You can learn how simple it is right now by calling for your free page publishing new author submission kit one quick three-minute phone call that's all it takes to get free information and learn how you can get your book published pick up your phone right now and call us 24 hours a day at this number 800-603-0885 that's 800-603-0885 At 28, I had struggled with opiate and meth addiction for 12 years. I did and said things that the sober me never would have done. One day I realized I was not invincible. I was not exempt. And that's when a friend told me about elite rehab placement. They gave me the tools I needed to get sober. And all it took was the one phone call. 
Elite Rehab can help you start to break your addiction problem and get sober in as little as seven days. And we'll work with your insurance provider to help cover the costs. Plus, we have travel assistance programs to get you here by plane or train. Make this free call right now to learn more. 800-403-5912. That's 800-403-5912. Now more of Ring Talk with Pedro Fernandez. That is just a fact of life. Check it. The soul side of town, baby. New Tower of Power 2019. Check out the new album on the soul side of town at towerofpower.com. They rock and roll 50 years after they're and coming, you know, coming together, man. In 1968, they're rocking and rolling and kicking ass on tour. Check them out, towerofpower.com. Now, let's talk about the top fire fighters in the world as far as boxing is concerned, pound for pound. A lot of people think Canelo's the best fighter, pound for pound. I've got to disagree with that. I've got Vasily Lomachenko. Only 15 fights, 14-1, and one, currently fighting at lightweight. I think he's the number one fighter, pound for pound, in the world of boxing. Number two, and he's a close number two, the undefeated welterweight. I'm talking about 32-year-old Terrence Crawford. Omaha, Nebraska, he's a southpaw, of course, 35 and zip, man. What can you say? He's won titles in a couple of weight classes. And number two, he has a solid hold on number two, no doubt about that. Number three, Hmm, got to go with Canelo Alvarez. Why Canelo at number three? Because I think those other guys can win. If if they were to match up against him at middleweight, I think they'd beat him. I think with their skill set, I think they'd beat him. I think both Lomachenko and Terrence Crawford could beat Canelo Alvarez in a pound-for-pound matchup if they were to fight at the same weight. Number four has to go to the heavyweight champion of the world. That's right. I'm talking about 33-1, Andy Ruiz. Man, give Andy some props. He is the heavyweight champion of the world, the Superman of boxing, no doubt about that. You can dog him as I did, and I want—I was in denial. I dogged him about his weight, and I was sort of upset that a guy that not in the best physical uh, appearance-looking weight was able to pull off the heavyweight championship world when I had to struggle and make weight and that kind of good stuff. So I guess I was a little bit jealous and envious of him. But the bottom line is, pound for pound, he's number four at 33-1, and one, no doubt about that. And number five. This was a tough one. Not really. Leo Santa Cruz, of course, a two-time champion. Thirty-six, pick that back. Yeah, thirty-six, one and one, fight out of Rosemead, California. I think he's the real deal, and you got to give him some props. I mean, as far as longevity is concerned, he's not taking those beatings. <clears throat> we saw him here like less than two or three months ago. He was on vacation in San Francisco. Thirty-six and one, nineteen knockouts. He's a good fighter, and of course. He's not underestimating his opponent. I'm talking about November the twenty-third, Miguel Flores, twenty-four and two at the MGM Grand. That's going to be a good fight. Straight up for the WBA Super World Featherweight title. You are tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide. This is the mighty Tower of Power telling us it's so very hard to go. It's time to leave. This is a two-hour edition of Ring Talk Live Worldwide. The Sunday edition is two hours beginning at 11 a.m. Pacific on it's 2 p.m. Eastern time live on Sports Byline, iHeartRadio. Check out the Sports Byline channel, Sirius XM Satellite Radio Channel 211. And remember, Ring Talk Live Worldwide airs both Saturday and Sunday at 11 a.m. Pacific time. That's right, Saturday and Sunday, 11 a.m. Pacific time, Ring Talk Live Worldwide on these same stations and SportsByline.com. The producer of the man, Scott Cuddy. Until next time, peace and a ton of respect. <laughs> 